Hi, I'm Jacob Knudsen, and you are listening to Gut Talks, double G U double T. There's one thing I want to touch on as well. You mentioned arrogance. Can you just expand on what arrogance is? Because there are different ways of looking at it. It's like I'm I'm arrogant, but it means I'm actually confident. I'm not really arrogant, or or it's I'm arrogant. I know it all, or it's I'm arrogant. Yeah. What kind of arrogance is that? It, or maybe it, if you it, give an example, that yeah. would be yeah. You know. No, no, it, it, it's a really good question, and I'd say today I I hope I'm confident without being arrogant because I've, I've had so many freaking lessons. Um, <laughs> But so, so I think there's a big difference between confidence and arrogance. Yeah. Arrogance is the know-it-all, the I have all the answers, the the full like confidence, but also a closed-mindedness to a certain extent. Um, arrogance also, at least the kind of arrogance that I had at, at at many points in life, is also a it's a shield in a way that hides a lot of insecurities because you kind of you you're not open to receiving criticism or you're not open to admitting that you may be wrong. And that was the kind of arrogance that I showed because uh, at least in, say, the younger part of my days uh, or my years, because I was not very open to criticism. I thought I had all the answers. I thought other people were stupid or, you know, everyone who didn't have the same opinion as me, you know, that that kind of uh, elements would be kind of arrogance that I, I exuded. Yeah. Uh, it's really think, tough that you're talking about this actually for how do you feel <laughs> <sighs> yeah no it's a it's a good question i know i i feel pretty good about it because it's something that i focus so and it's still there by the way like maybe today i'm only 10 20 percent arrogant right uh, uh it's very hard to weed out totally and sometimes it does kind of seep into your way of being because it is a defense mechanism in many ways right so when you become insecure and stuff, you can kind of let that let that run loose. Uh, but I saw back then, like it it was it was such a big weakness of mine, and it was such a big it pushed people away from me, and it closed opportunities for me. So it was something that I knew, and and it was something that I kind of started to admit to myself. So it was something that I knew I needed to weed out. But it took years and years to kind of get get at least rid of the worst of it, right? So 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 there's only remnants left, uh, I hope at least today. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's um I'm gonna use this buzzword here, but you know, being able to put yourself, you know, in the middle of like questioning everything and and admitting it and and showing it to sharing it to the world with your team, with your peers, you know. This is an aspect of the buzzword that is like leadership, but it's big today, mm-hmm. right? So it brings you to the level of, yeah, this it's, it's human and everyone can make mistakes. Everyone can learn as long as you can learn and move forward. I think this is what what's maybe driving you in being in the position where you are today, leading a big team and, you know, starting and growing a startup. Yeah, um, I think it is like vulnerability is a superpower, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to be vulnerable and being able to be open to your flaws and your mistakes. Like, first of all, that's how you grow. If you cannot admit your mistakes and you're, it's impossible for you to develop yourself. But also if you cannot admit that you're a flawed human being and we're all flawed, then you also be, 
you end up lacking empathy for other people, right? Yeah. Uh, and and therefore you become a worse leader. And I think empathy is an incredibly important skill that you need to have if you are to lead any team of any size. It's tough. <laughs> There's one thing saying it and one thing actually applying it and living mm. it. It's really mm. tough. And that's one of the key skills actually that's missing in many places. So so going back to your um, backgrounds, okay, you had your reality check. Okay, arrogance, <laughs> stick it in the uh, in the drawer and move forward. Uh, like like blah blah, you know. It's like for those who are not watching like the YouTube thing, whatever. So I'm just hitting my <laughs> slap my face right. It's just like ooh, I got up right, <laughs> got this bath and water in the face right, and you realize okay, maybe you should change, but. Mm. It's also, right, what was happening around. You said you started, if you start up, you got bored of the consulting world. You, you went to Asia, mm. you want to explore. So you have this curiosity mm. um, in you. And you're saying that you're always an HR doing everything right. Maybe this is what led you to, you know, realize later on what um, what was going on there. So what is it that pushed you to say, you know what, I want to do something scalable, Many mm. people are in this position maybe today. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday actually about this. How can I do something scalable? Is this the first thing that comes to your mind? I want to do something scalable. I know it's going to be in the remote world in that way. Or is it how can I add value and then scale it? How was it? Because there are different ways yeah. of doing things. The first venture I built, that was the, the reason why I got to the whole scalable thing was because I'd done the non-scalable thing. And that is yeah. painful. That is really like, I mean, we were just winning clients as an, in the agency world, pitching all of that stuff is an ex incredibly painful process um, that takes a lot of time. And you're all the time worried about losing this one client or that you didn't have to win again. A lot of human interaction, uh, which I kind of liked and I liked the work that I was doing. But I, I just I just felt that it was very limited and it was limiting myself in terms of what I could build and what I could become. Um, so that was kind of what got me onto the scalable area, right? And and honestly, I think like my approach there was I wouldn't say it was flawed, but I mean that's not what why you should build a startup per se. You should, as you kind of mentioned, or allude to at least, is you need to build a startup to to solve a problem, right? Yeah. And intellectually, I understood this. And therefore, intellectually, I began looking for a problem within a space. And, you know, I did surveys and I did analyses and, and stuff, right? I mean, I was a consultant. But, like, my heart wasn't fully in the problem that I was solving. It was a bit too removed. It was too mechanical, the way that I kind of got around it. And therefore, I ended up not really understanding the problem I was solving with my first startup with StreamCrux, where we were doing the content discovery for game streaming. And that was a big, big mistake. That was a big, big failure. Therefore, you know, one of the big reasons or one of my big things that I promised myself when building Butter was always reality checking on ensuring that we're solving a real problem for real people and a problem that I personally understand and can relate to and get excited about. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. This is the end of this episode of this segment with Jacob Knutsen, co-founder and CEO of Butter. Thanks for listening. <laughs>